Hey guys, Avery Carl from the Short Term Shop here. I wanted to welcome you into our 10 episode deep dive on the Outer Banks and Carolina Beach, but also to let you know that we have some supplemental materials to this on our website for you guys. It's called the shorttermshop.com. And there we have a section where you can look at properties in these markets, see what the current purchase prices are. You can set it up to save a search for you and email you anytime a new property in those markets in your price range comes out. We also have the AirDNA data, thanks to our friends over at AirDNA for this market. So you can use those two things to analyze. We've got a calculator for you there too, to help tie it all together. And if you guys are ready to maybe start talking to an agent in this market, you can email us at agents at the shorttermshop.com and we will connect you to our expert agents in this market. Or maybe you're not ready to do that, but you just want to hang out with us more. And that's cool because we want to hang out with you too. And we have a Facebook community where you can do that. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth, same title as my book. And it's just a community of 60,000 of our closest friends who are sharing best practices and just kind of hanging out with other real estate investors. So it's pretty cool. And we hope to see you over there. And last but not least, if you have questions, you want to talk to a real person like myself, it will be myself actually and Luke. Uh, we have an open office hours every Thursday, and you can sign up for that at strquestions.com. And you can ask us any questions that you have about short-term rental investing. But now we'll get to the episode. Here we are at Carolina Beach, North Carolina beaches, uh, all the way from uh, the top of the Outer Banks down to uh, almost all the way to Myrtle Beach in another state. But uh, we're covering the whole thing. And uh, today we're going to talk about what to buy with uh, uh, Cashflow Carl and uh, Joe and Meg, who are agents, and uh, Kelly, who's a short-term shopper and uh, owns the proper markets. So it's great to have her on as a guest as well. Um, Kelly, uh, tell us a little bit about you. What do you have and where are they? Okay. I have a 2-2 in the Smokies that we picked up in 2022. And the beginning of this year, we picked up a 1-1 in Carolina Beach. Okay, great. Wonderful. Um, so one, one, I like that. I like small properties, but guys, uh, uh, um, Joe, uh, Meg, uh, talk to me about locations. Uh, you know, there's a very large space of, you know, ground to cover here in both of your markets. Um, and, uh, how do you, how do you even narrow it down? Like is an investor come to you with a, a dollar figure and you narrow it down to that area or, uh, do, do a lot of times do they have in mind or are they from Colorado and have no idea what you're talking about? Give us a brief rundown. Yeah, absolutely. So um, brief rundown is typically whenever an investor comes to us is, or at least comes to me in my market, they're looking at it from a cash and cash return standpoint or from a purchase price. And so um, from there, we can really help them guide into what type of asset they can buy. So in my market that we've got condos, townhouses, and single family homes, which all range from different price points. And so honing in on what they can buy and marrying it with what they want to buy and then having the two together. And so it's a really great way to find someone an incredible deal because we've got such, like you're saying, such a wide range of places that they can buy that we can really hone in on the individual deal and then pick and choose which markets we want to be in based off of um, any other values that they have. Like if they want to come down and enjoy it with their family, if it's not just cash and cash returns, some clients will have a beach they just absolutely love. If that's the case, we're going to target on that. 
if it's all about the numbers, we can look all the way up the coastline and find them the best deal. I would I would say that's probably the same for the Outer Banks. We do get people who have never been here. Um, but, you know, I've got a lot of information just to share about the Outer Banks from statistics to a calendar of events of things that are happening here. You know, what drives guests to, to visit with us here. Um, but I would say what Joe, it's it's it duplicates here in that, you know, budget really is going to drive um, what people are going to buy. Um, that's a big part, but in much like Joe's market where he's got so many different, you know, different beaches, there's so many townships here. And in the lay of the land here on the Outer Banks also is, you know, from Corova and Kerala, it's pretty narrow up there. And then as you go south, the, the birth of the island actually just gets wider. So which allows a lot of variation in, in the budget of the price of the housing. So, you know, you can still find something that is very rentable on the west side of the bypass that splits the east and west side of the islands. Um, so, I mean, there's always going to be something here for everybody. But I would I would agree with Joe that, that for, for my buyers, it really is uh, pretty budget driven. And just to be perfectly clear, you guys do not consider these the same area, right? I mean, if I'm just listening, hearing about this area for the very first time, I do want to be very clear that we're basically just kind of lumping them in for the sake of time uh, on this podcast. But you guys, Joe and, and Meg uh, the, and, and Kelly, you live not far from this area. Uh, they're not, right? I'm curious to hear Kelly's answer to that. No, they're not near each other. It's going to take, if I want to go to Outer Banks, it's going to take me at least five hours to get there from here. From where you live. Yeah, from Carolina Beach. So you're a buyer who also intends to use your property. So we've got people like from, you know, like Utah, Colorado, New England, Florida that come up here that, you know, they're not necessarily using their properties. Um, we talked about how they're different markets. Like what, how do you feel about them? Because you were like adamantly, you're like, yes, they're very different markets. I'm curious, like from a buyer's perspective, how they're different. Um, for me, I think uh, Outer Banks, I think um, big time seasonality. I think um, big beach houses, families are going to go there every summer. You're going to rock it out of the park during the summer, but it may not be as easy to make money during the off season. And correct me if I'm wrong. Versus Carolina Beach, we're not that far away from Wilmington. So I think there's a little bit more of a draw in the off season. Um, and the fact that I have a small place. Right. I know I'm always going to book it. You like you like uh, high occupancy, I'm guessing, right? With the two seconds that I've uh, chatted with you here, it seems like that's kind of the goal. I'm a fan, yes. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, Meg, are there small properties in your market? There are small properties. Um, you know, I think a lot of people get nervous about the idea of buying a condo because instantly their brain goes to really high HOA fees. Um, I think that when people are considering a condo, what's important to think about is um, you know, first of all, it's going to get you a lot of the condos are going to be up on the ocean. So you might get an oceanfront condo, um, you know, that you can get for less than $500,000. You are going to have an HOA fee. But keep in mind that, you know, like your CapEx expenses, a lot of that's going to be covered, like your roof, your, your, you know, the, the parking conditions, the, the roads, all the common areas, the pool, the landscaping, all of that's going to be covered in your HOA, where you're not going to have to calculate those expenses um, when you're doing your analysis because they're, it's already included. Um, but then you're, you know, like we we're talking, I was talking about the, you know, the division between of the bypass between the west side and the east side. 
Um, you know, you can easily find a lovely, you know, three bedroom, two bath, you know, beach box that's that's a darling that you can clean up, update. You know, yes, you need to drive your car across the bypass, which I do highly recommend people use that beach parking and, and don't walk across. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely find lovely properties that are they're going to rent. Everything here rents, you know, again. We have 37,000 primary residents here and 250 to 400,000 guests coming and going in the high season. Um, There are a lot of properties to rent. People want to be here and we've got a lot of of people coming in. Yeah. And uh, Luke, like kind of going back to the like the differences between them. This is something that I love so much about North Carolina is that you can be in the mountains, you can be in the beach, or you can just from the differences between our different beach markets, like the Outer Banks is such a different feel than the beach markets that I'm personally covering down here, the Southern beaches. And um, they all have their own unique cultures and like, they're all incredible places to go. And so North Carolina is just a, a really incredible state to experience all these different things because I mean, within five hours, you can be at a completely different area that feels totally different and has its own unique qualities. And so it's it's just an awesome place to invest across the board. Okay, wonderful. So we, yeah, different markets. Uh, uh, long story short, <laughs> just in case, because we are talking about a very uh, big space here. Long, long drive to get talking about to, today uh, to the bottom. Am I looking for something that needs work, um, uh, doesn't need worry above uh, what what is uh, kind of the bread and butter property in the area? So you want to start? Yeah, sure. So bread and butter, again, is going to depend on your individual price point. But my favorite bread and butter is going to be somewhere in that four bedroom um, beach house that's going to start somewhere in that 700,000 range all the way up to about 1.5. And you're talking one to two blocks from the beach. Like the real key is easy easy beach access. And so thinking about it from um, a renter that wants to come stay with you, it's how easily can I get there? Because that's the main draw here. The main draw for all these beaches is we got to get our family to the beach and enjoy it. And if you're more than a four bedroom, you're talking larger groups of people coming through, which is going to be a shorter occupancy or shorter, less occupancy, higher total annual income. Now, again, like one of my favorite things is I love my small beach properties. So the largest one that I have on the beach is a two bedroom, two bath. And because I'm really shooting very similar to Kelly, like I love the high occupancy. I love people coming in the shoulder seasons and just having people rolling through. And so you can do it a little bit each way, but the bread and butter property typically around here is the larger, more traditional beach house, one to two blocks from the beach. What year was it built? Which ones? The, just a house that you go look at? Um, It depends. I mean, like I've got um, some of my smaller ones, like I've got a 1930s cottage, which is really cool. It's a experience, but then I also have stuff that's all the way up into uh, the 80s construction. Um, I've got new builds that are happening, but we have a lot of new builds happening now. And so really anything past kind of 2012 marking up tends to be um, a little more desirable. Okay. And Meg, what about you? Uh, Age of property runs the gamut or what do you see on a regular basis? Um, I think that your bread and butters here um, are also going to be probably in the four to five bedroom range. Um, I don't think you need to be oceanfront or semi-oceanfront. I mean, I think even if you're four or five rows back, depending on the orientation of the house, how the house is facing the road that runs east to west, um, you know, those lots are only 50, 50 feet. So if you think about you're only if you have to go four or five houses, it's really not that long of a of a walk to ter- carry your wagon or bring your umbrellas and your coolers. Um, four bedroom is is probably the sweet spot. I will agree with Kelly's point about 
seasonality, but only with those big, big, like nine plus bedrooms, because that is when the big families with all of the children and everybody's coming. I absolutely agree that those are going to have more seasonality with those. The smaller ones, though, you're going to have groups of adult friends that are coming that maybe they don't have children yet, or those who have retired and they're empty nesters. Those folks are going to come off season. And those three, four bedroom houses are also going to do really well. And age... You know, to me, what Joe was saying about, you know, that he's got a cottage from the 1930s. um, I've got buyers who say, I don't mind find something and fixing it up because, first of all, I want to make it mine. That doesn't scare me. I want it to be lovely. So, you know, we you're going to see cottages maybe, you know, probably not as far back as Joe's go. But um, you're going to find stuff in the in the 60s and 70s and all the way up to 2022. Okay. up updates uh do i need to update can i rent it as it is uh, do they, do they come updated uh, what are we looking at as far as uh, sexiness inside the home um here that's going to be part of it's going to fall in your budget so obviously if if an owner is selling a house that is more updated you know it's 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 going to they've already taken that you're walking it's key you know ready to go turnkey you know, furniture has been updated, um, no carpeting. Um, you know, that's always kind of a strange thing to have, you know, at a beach house. But um, you're going to have a mix. But again, that's that's going to be where your budget's going to fall in line and then how much you want to put back into your unit. You know, those houses might stay on the market longer and you have a little bit more bargaining power. You know, it's dated compared to these other houses. And, you know, you might be able to get it for under asking what they're asking and what they're expecting to get for it because, something else just sold for a whole lot more that was, you know, that was, that was updated and, and, and shiny. So. Well, Kelly, that's what I loved about uh, the one that we did together is like, you really fell into all of these principles we're talking about, like easy beach access. You had an incredible view of the ocean. And I mean, your house was about as turnkey as it possibly could get. I mean, like the renovations on it were just incredible. Yeah. We might've changed some pillows and some bedding, but that was it. It, it was easy to, from the close date to the go live date, um, it was very seamless. Is that what you were looking for, or you just kind of fell into one and it happened to not really? I actually wasn't really looking. Period. I uh, <laughs> I met Joe at a networking <laughs> event, um, and I you know we had a place in the Smokies, and we were kind of like, do we want to get another place in the Smokies, or do we want to do some long term, mid term? And then I was talking to Joe and I was like, Joe, you know, I really like the beaches, but I'm so scared of hurricanes. And he's like, that's what insurance is for. It's the same thing with the Smokies and the fires. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So then I don't know, like maybe what, two days later, I saw a property on a realtor.com and I sent it to Joe and I'm like, Joe, I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but I really like this property. Can we go see it? And so we did and we put in an offer in right away. Oh, That's wonderful. Wonderful. Joe, you, I want to buy a house now. Um, okay. So, um, come on. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like yours was ready to go nice and easy, which doesn't have to be the case, but it worked out in, uh, in, in your situation. That's cool. Um, what about theme? It's uh, gaining popularity in a, in a lot of markets, but, uh, I'm not really seeing it in, in where I live on the beach, but uh, are you guys seeing it there? I'm not. And that kind of falls in line with the whole, um, I have a theory about North Carolina that we're about 10 years behind all the trends of all the trends kind of start in California and then they end here in North Carolina. And so, um, I mean, we're just now starting to see the trends like um, with higher performing properties with pools and whatnot. Like I know that's super popular up in your market, Meg, but like a lot of the beach markets here that I'm covering in the Southern part of North Carolina, um, 
we haven't even had pools. And I'm just now seeing, especially some of our more keystone markets like Ocean Isle, um, Surf City, places like that, where if you have a pool, not only are you going to blow your numbers out of the water, but you're going to do incredibly well, even in kind of the whole, if you have like some form of down season, it's like the people who are really putting the money into the additional amenities are the people who are still performing incredibly well. You're not going to find walls with murals. Um, You know, I like what Kelly did that she could go in and put in, you know, fresh linens and fresh pillows and just kind of brighten it up a little bit. Just to me, um, what you're going to find here and what people are looking for is they want clean. Um, They want it to be clean. They want it to be fresh. Um, You know, they don't want a dishwasher from 1986. They want, um, you know, those types of amenities. They want those features to be updated. Um, but you're going to have little, you know, artwork, wall art and, you know, little nautical themes here and maybe a little bit of, you know, it's a, a crab here and a, a starfish there. But you're not seeing major theming, I don't think, in any of these places. You know, you want to provide, you know, being outdoors at the beach, even if, you know, if you don't have like a game room, if it's a three bedroom, two bath with, a you know, a big living room, dining room, kitchen space and then maybe an outdoor shower have an outdoor space if you can. If you've got, you know, a, a carport underneath, make that into like a hangout spot where people can play, um, you know, the, the cornhole game or, or um, you know, put an outside TV out there, a little tiki bar. But that's as far as theming goes. Like that's about as far as people are going to are going to take it here. Um, yes, you are 100% right. Man, how much sand are you going through in those towels and your clothes into wet, wet and dry, wet and I'm, a nice washer and dryer to you everywhere on the beach. Um, Agreed. That, that's just me. That's just me. But it, it really it works. Are the near? Are there? Are is is everywhere I go? Areas are going to be short term. Uh, are there certain areas that are like HOA kind of like mega neighborhoods with pools and things like that? Or uh, what what are we looking at looking at there? The pools here. Um, some of the subdivisions do have a pool house and a clubhouse, and you do have to pay to get in. Um, some have HOAs really H you see the, the majority of the HOAs here with your condos. Um, some subdivisions do have an HOA that go along with it, but a lot here don't just kind of a, is a nice thing. Yeah. It, it's not kind of like the Florida market, like the Florida markets, you have those really, really large, massive HOAs that have everything under the sun that you can possibly imagine, um, with just towers of condos. We don't have really anything like that. It's smaller condo developments, it's single family homes, it's individual communities, um, where you might have like a small group of 30, 40, 50 houses that have, again, a pool house and a pool. And some of them are even optional to opt into. Um, There's a really cool neighborhood down in Ocean Isle that I love um, that you can opt in to have the pool or not. It's like 700 bucks a year. And so it's it's not these mega ones with a super high HOA. I just don't really see anything like that around here. Um, What about uh, to to area locations, you know, like uh, if I want to get my kids to the museum and things like that, because you a lot of times you can't really tell how far uh, th- certain things are on a map, you know? So uh, uh, if I, if I want to stay within five miles, can I do that? Or are there certain areas where I got to drive quite a bit? I would imagine it's all of the above, but yeah, it's uh, all the above. Yeah. I mean, the outer banks were 130 miles of, of coastal shoreline. So you're going to end it and we're long and skinny. So you're going to, you are, you know, if you're staying up in Kerala and you want to go see the lighthouses down on P Island, or body island, you're you're it's gonna be a drive. Um, but there's so many things in between, and you'll have townships that are 
very small and, and, you know, quaint, and then you're going to have others that are much larger and it's going to be much more commercial and restaurants and putt putt and, you know, all of the to do's. Um, so you're, you're probably going to drive, but it's basically one road. <laughs> It goes north and south. And so you're not going to get lost and you'll probably find something else awesome to do on the way to the destination that you were, you're set out to do. And if you're thinking like, um, like, uh, where Kelly's is, for example, like hers is in a fantastic spot where you can get to all these different things right there. Like, um, Kelly, if you wanted to expand on that, of just like, there's so many draws of this little market. Yeah. So where our condo is, we're a two minute walk to the beach, but we're also right between the beach and the canal. So we get the the best of both worlds there. Um, And then we are on what's called the north end of Carolina Beach, which is more of a quiet end of Carolina Beach. But we're only a mile from the boardwalk where there's lots of things for families to do, lots of restaurants and rides and everything like that. Um, But we're like 20 miles from downtown Wilmington, um, where there's more of a historic presence where you would find your museums and your, um, you know, we have our big battleship there and there's lots to do. Um, We're not that far away from the aquarium. There's just really a lot that is um, close, uh, but not, it's not necessarily walkable. Um, The things that are like a mile, you know, we have a, a pier that's a mile like the boardwalk is a mile, um, which is walkable, um, but everything else you're going to have to drive to, but it's definitely doable. Yeah. And, and that's specific to like Carolina beach. Like if you went and bought in Holden, like the next thing that you're going to do in Holden is you're just taking your family to the beach. Like that's what you're there for. You're there for the family time. And so it like similar to Meg's, it's just going to depend on which area you buy in. And so just have, know your buy box. If you want people to be within, you know, five, 10 minutes of other fun things to do with their families, you're going to need to like really hone in on which beach you want to be at. Uh, we mentioned pools. Any of the homes in your areas have pools? Do I have to have a pool? Are they getting more popular, less popular? We actually, uh, the higher end houses here, obviously those are going to have a pool. Um, sorry. Yes. Outer banks market. Um, the properties that don't have a pool, you know, you'll just need to check with your township or, or the county um, probably the township just to, to get, you'll have to provide your, your kind of septic layout and see if you can get, if a pool can be put in, depending on the, the footprint of the, of the house that's on that, um, the, the land lot size. Um, but you're probably looking, if you're going to add a pool, you're looking at probably 40 to $70,000, depending on what you're, what you're wanting to put in. You don't have to have a pool, but again, when you start getting into those bigger houses that you're in a five, six plus bedroom house, People, the ones that have pools, those are going to get rented first. Um, again, everything here rents, but how quickly you fill up your calendar, you're going to get picked up. But you know, as the season starts to slow down a little bit, people are going to want the, the the house with the heated pool and the hot tub. Not required, but on those higher end houses, it, it's probably expected. Hundred percent agree. It's uh, becoming more and more prevalent in this market, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of the shift that we're seeing is. If you, again, like we talked about earlier, if you have the heated pools and you have the hot tubs, you're going to demand a premium and you're going to stay booked for longer. And so it's definitely not going to hurt you. Okay. Um, let's revisit the HOA thing. Uh, how, I guess, uh, the H the, revisit the HOA thing. Are they common? Uh, am I, is there a decent chance I'm going to be in an HOA or not? It's so for here, it's so subdivision specific, you know, up in, up in Kerala, there seem to be more communal, um, areas that have an HOA, your career tech club's going to have an HOA, but they also offer, um, you know, the, the pool and the clubhouse and, you know, actually, um, 
the Currituck Club, they've got a golf course, they've got shuttle service that will run you back and forth to the beach. So, you know, you do get, you get a lot for that fee that you're paying. Um, and then the condos here are, you're, you're always going to have an HOA fee with the condos. And then there are some other, other little subdivisions that may or may not have it. But, you know, when Joe, and I pull up on our MLS, it is listed there in Paragon, you know, it's what you can scroll down to the financials and it's listed HOA. And it tells you what you, what annually you can expect to be paying um, the numbers right there. It's easy to just populate when you're doing your analysis and um, you know, you just got to look for it, just know to look for it and, and put it in there when you're looking, analyzing your properties. Yeah. If you're buying a townhouse or a condo, you're always going to have an HOA. Now it depends on like the individual condo complex, if it's going to be really, really high and crazy, or if it's going to be a lot more reasonable. And so that's, that's a local knowledge thing of just like, um, as you're seeing properties that are matching your buy box and being like, Hey, like you might want to avoid this one. And no, I have great success with this one. And so just, uh, make sure you're chatting with your agent about that. But, um, in general, most of the single family homes are not going to have HOAs around here. Uh, condos, townhomes, uh, do I do do they exist? Can I rent those? Do they make sense or stick with the single families? Kelly, how's your condo doing? Fantastic. Um, we've had a we went live at the beginning of February, and um, we've had at least ninety percent occupancy each month. Um, and of course, our ADR gets better each month since we've gotten into the summer. Um, but I anticipate that we're gonna going to probably go uh, gross fifty k by the end of the year. That's awesome. Well done Absolutely. on one one. Uh, no, awesome. I hate the price. Shouldn't bring it up. But what was your purchase price? <laughs> Three fifty. Oh my. Okay. And you go there, right? You live fairly close. So you're also utilizing it. Yeah, we haven't yet to actually stay here overnight uh, because we have been fortunate enough to have high occupancy. But we'll come down on a Saturday or Sunday if if there's a turn and just use the parking here is a little um, outlandish sometimes. So (laughs) having that parking spot is gold. So we'll just use it to go to the beach. And then um, we eventually, probably in the off season, will actually enjoy it more. Yeah, but, uh, but you definitely can rent a, a condo and a townhouse down here for sure um, in these individual markets. Okay. Um, but a single family home, uh, would you say that you sell more of those uh, Is it on a daily basis? Are you seeing mostly single families? Mostly, yeah. Um, at least in this market, like a majority of ours are single family homes, um, but it's definitely doable. And so if it's a common place for people to start and then as they grow and move up, they can trade up into larger single family homes. And so that's the typical play. I agree with Joe on the Outer Banks. It's folks who still really do want to be on the east side of that bypass that they're not crossing that busy highway. They can even have the opportunity to be up front or uh, beachfront rather, um, but still kind of keep it below 600,000, 500,000. You can still find that opportunity by buying a condo. Okay, great. Well, listen, I apologize for my spotty internet. I'm doing the best I can over here. I don't know why it's happening. Million megabits per second right now but anyway um thanks for thanks for the hang guys uh we will be back uh in uh uh for uh episode number three we're gonna talk numbers how much do these things make how much do they cost uh we'll be very vague on the subject but we're gonna do our best to help folks out uh you guys are awesome thank you so much short-term show uh special episodes from the beaches of north carolina (laughs) 